Good morning. It's Monday, February 7th. I'm Duarte Geraldino. And I'm Shemitah Basu. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. Millions of people all over the U.S. are being forced to reassess their living situations because they can no longer afford rising rents. Overall, rent prices for new listings went up 14% last year to about $1,900 a month. That's Abba Badarai from The Washington Post. But that's really been concentrated in larger cities and urban areas. And we're seeing some places like New York, Miami, and Austin have rent increases between 30 and 40% in the last year. So these are huge jumps in rents for many people. Even with that huge jump in 2021, the New York Fed predicts rents will climb by 10% this year. Badarai says part of what's happened is that so many people left cities during the pandemic, leaving landlords so desperate to fill apartments that they offered all kinds of perks, from a few months of free rent to Peloton bikes. But now... People are moving back into cities. At the same time, the housing market has gotten really nutty. Prices are skyrocketing, and there's just a very competitive market that has priced out many people, which means, by some estimates, about a million extra people are renting now than would actually like to. The Post reached out to renters for this reporting, and many said they tried looking into other rental options in their area. But everything they found had also gone up in price. Some were trying to downsize. Some said they're considering moving to another city, even another state. There were some protections in place for people who couldn't make rent during the pandemic. You know, some cities and states put a pause on evictions. But by now, many of those pandemic policies have expired. Badarai warns that even if inflation were to cool for other parts of the economy, rental prices alone will cause it to keep going up. The way that housing is calculated in the inflation data means that there's generally a lag of 9 to 12 months before we start to see rising rents show up in inflation. So economists are saying we haven't really started to see the fallout of these rising rents in inflation data yet, and that's something that's probably going to happen later this year. U.S. hospitals are facing a nursing shortage. A lot of nurses have been quitting because of tough working conditions and what they consider low pay. One way hospitals are trying to fill the labor gap, and this was happening even before the pandemic started, is by hiring nurses from overseas, from countries like the Philippines. As Bloomberg Businessweek reports, some of these nurses are now suing the agency that hired them. These foreign nurses say they feel trapped in their contracts. They're claiming this is human trafficking. Just the phrase human trafficking makes you think of people who've been taken or sold against their will. But as Bloomberg points out, the legal definition is a lot more broad. It includes trying to coerce someone into doing something by threatening harm or abuse of the legal system. One nurse filed a class action suit citing human trafficking, wage theft and racketeering. And since then, more nurses have joined in. Novideli Carmen says a few years ago when she was living in the Philippines, she signed a work contract with a healthcare staffing agency called Health Carousel. It was a three-year agreement. The agency sponsored her visa and sent her to a town in Pennsylvania. She said it seemed like a good deal from Asia, but once she got to the U.S., she started to feel constricted by her agreement. She realized 
she was being paid much less than the American nurses around her. She claims she couldn't refuse overtime and had to work 16-hour shifts. Cartman says she felt trapped and duped. She eventually paid the agency a $20,000 quitting fee just to get out. Health Carousel has denied wrongdoing and told Bloomberg it expects employees who break their contract to pay back any upfront expenses, including their visa, licensing, and travel. This reporting also points out usually the tables are turned. Staffing agencies like Health Carousel have sued hundreds of healthcare workers for trying to quit or for refusing to work. And according to Bloomberg, agencies tend to win these kinds of legal fights. Meanwhile, here in the U.S., things are getting dire. Since the pandemic started, more than one in six healthcare workers in the U.S. have quit their jobs. Bloomberg says Carmen's case is one to watch because it could impact how these types of agencies employ foreign nurses who are coming to the U.S. to replace burnt-out American workers. One idea that'll determine how this plays out in court? Defining what counts as coercion and what counts as a fair contract. So what if traffic fines were handed out on a sliding scale? You know, if you make a lot of money, you pay more. If you make less money, you pay less. It might sound like a pretty radical idea in America, but The Atlantic has a good write-up about how this very system works in more than 30 other countries. First, let's talk about how one ticket can snowball into a much bigger problem here in America. The Atlantic tells us about Nicole Bolden. She was driving with her kids a few years back when a car in front of her made an illegal U-turn and caused a collision. Now, the crash wasn't her fault, but Nicole was arrested for having old, unpaid traffic fines. She owed around $1,700, but she couldn't pay it. She spent two weeks in jail until her mother could get enough money together to get her released. Traffic fines cost Nicole and her family so many problems. But as The Atlantic points out, that very first speeding ticket, the one that she didn't pay, the one that set off this chain of events, well, in another country, to pay that ticket might have cost her the price of a sandwich. Now, this policy can get pretty eye-popping when you apply it to someone who makes a lot of money. For example, in Switzerland, police issued the largest speeding fine in history to a repeat offender in a red Ferrari. The fine was $290,000. In another case, a Finnish millionaire got a speeding ticket for more than $100,000. Supporters of this kind of ticketing system say this is exactly how the policy is supposed to work. If what you're trying to do is make sure a traffic fine stings but doesn't ruin a person, then a fine that is tied to income Maybe the solution. Think about it. Does it really make sense for a minimum wage worker and someone like Jeff Bezos to have to pay the same fine for a speeding ticket? But there is resistance to this idea here in the United States. Courts go after people who haven't paid fines, even for minor infractions. The Atlantic points out how in 13 states, you can actually serve jail time, like Nicole did, if you don't pay your fines. In more than 30 states, you could also lose your license. Also remember, tickets are not cheap. The Atlantic cites some very specific fines. A first-time speeding ticket in North Carolina can run up to $1,000. In California, the fine for driving unlawfully in the carpool lane is close to $500. As this article lays out, for lots of people, a speed trap can quickly become a poverty trap.
Fans are hoping at this year's Olympics, we'll finally see a move that symbolizes how far athleticism in ice skating has come, the quadruple axle. This jump has four and a half rotations, and no skater has ever landed one in competition. They're getting really close to them. Really close. Many of the men in this category have been saying it for years. This is their white whale. The Wall Street Journal reports, just a few weeks ago at the U.S. Championships, a skater attempted a quad axle, but the judges ruled it was technically a few degrees short. Still, that moment blew people's minds in the stands. And they got super fans at the time thinking, this is it. This Olympics, we're finally going to see it happen. And you have to understand, scientists have dismissed this move. They say it's highly improbable. Researchers said, look, we calculated it, and it doesn't seem likely that anyone could spend that long in the air or rotate fast enough to sneak in four and a half turns. But now some of the greatest skaters in the world are gathered in Beijing and hoping, they're hoping to be the first to prove those scientists wrong. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And while you're in the app, Keep listening to hear narrated articles from our News Plus partners. We'll talk with you again tomorrow.